We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. You can call now, leave a message. They'll get back to you at 905-529-7165. And take a peek at the website, andyanddon.com. That's andyanddon.com. You can listen to old archive shows there, as well ask a uh, question via the listener inquiry button. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Good New morning. Year. Happy New Year, Scott. Happy New Year, Boy, Scott. it's hard to believe we're wow. in another year of this. Uh, wow. 2018. So, uh, financial New Year's resolutions, you know, are there such a thing? There is. There is. And I'm sure right now it's only the 6th of January, so people are still working it's usually out. A good What's time the pecking for order? It's smoking, weight loss. And then by January 6th, something. it's time to look at your finances. That's yes, right. That's it. The other ones you've already broken. Let's move on to this one. Well, I'm, I'm going to start with a, with a couple easy ones just to get the ball rolling here. Mm-hmm. And number one, Tim Hortons won't, won't, won't want me to say this one, but uh, buy less coffee. Yeah. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Or out, or Starbucks, buy less coffee out. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely, I, I worked out this called like the cappuccino effect. Mm-hmm. And it's the new smoking. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, how many people, if you uh, used to say way back, you know, I'm going in the 80s where, well, if you just took that money you spent on cigarettes. You had a great vacation. You'd take a great vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, at three bucks a day, <clears throat> and that's not even that hard to do. You know, uh, mm-hmm. in coffee, three bucks a day, seven days a week, ninety bucks a month. That's a thousand bucks a year. Okay. Wow. Just in coffee. That's a lot of donuts too. <laughs> and that's yeah, and, and that's and a good point. Not including the donut. I didn't even really go there. That's no right. muffin, okay. no donut, no, no bagel. Do you want to combo that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Supersize me. So it's it's absolutely incredible. You know that effect, and it's interesting because smoking has always been construed as you know obviously a health issue, and mm-hmm. you should stop smoking. Very few people say, and in fact, there's a lot of health people that practitioners say smoke, drinking coffee is good for you. Yeah. So therefore, it doesn't have the same kind of impetus to get people to stop buying coffee as it did stop smoking yeah, cigarettes. Good point. Yeah. Okay, but financially, what a great way to do it. So buy yourself a great coffee pot because I know a lot of people have thrown them out. Yeah. Get yourself great beans. <laughs> get one of those crafts so you can fill up that coffee maker. That's it. Take it to the office. Take you that actually, big tub with you. You'll, you'll love it. It's going to be way better than the coffee that you could probably buy around the corner. And you'll save yourself probably close to $1,000 a year. Okay. Good point, yeah. Number two, walk more. There seems to be a, a movement to moving downtown again. Yeah. In Hamilton, we're getting yeah. a lot of condos. Certainly Toronto has. My daughter lives in Toronto. And, mm-hmm. and it's kind of interesting. She kind of got me on this one. She walks pretty much, she's got a 30-minute rule. Yeah. If it's within 30 minutes, she's walking. Good for her. Okay. That's great. And it probably takes her less time to walk yeah. than it does to grab a subway or, yeah. or what have you. Mm-hmm. But the time she waits and everyone gets out the other end. Yeah. And so it doesn't take a whole lot more time, if any. And it, get, and it saves money, mm-hmm. okay? And it saves, uh, you know, at the same time, it's great exercise. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so really. so the, the thinking there is find out that, that limit. Mm-hmm. And I, I know uh, I'll ride my bike into work every so often. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it d- depends on my day of, <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go, Andy. Oh, I, I think you should be riding your bike in, Andy. <laughs> How many sit-ups did you do today, Don? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Have you, been, have you been to the gym <laughs> since the holidays? Well, it, it does. Uh, it does save a little bit of gas there, you know. But I know you drive. We're going well, to talk, talk about electric cars later. You in got the electric show. car, yeah. Andy. Yeah. Um, you know what? Here's the first one that's truly financial. The other ones are, but will save you money. This one, get a pre-authorized check set up. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the best thing. You don't have to do anything. Set it and just pay into it. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to going to a gym. We say, okay, I'm going to get that membership. And, and they guilt you. You can never That's quit right. a gym membership. No. 
because when you quit a gym membership, you have now just said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just stay this way, body type forever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm never going to get better than this. Okay. With a preauthorized check or a pack, we call it. If you already got one, increase it by a, a small amount. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever mm-hmm. that amount might be. Just have an increase. Because yeah. it's funny how I find, well, people start off, say, call it $300 a month mm-hmm. for into an RSP or a, a TFSA or whatever it might be. But it may stay there forever. Yeah. They've gone from an income of fifty thousand a year. Now they're making a hundred thousand a year. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how they can pay everybody else a bit more, yeah. but they forget to pay themselves first a bit more. Yeah. Okay. And that's Guilty. what a, that's a pack. Yes. <laughs> well, that's a pack. And increase that preauthorized check. Now, number four, shop less, but buy better quality. Mm. So you might spend the same amount in the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the stuff will last longer. Yeah. And it's amazing how, you know, I look at some of the suits I've bought over the years or, or good quality suits. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get rid of them because yeah. they still look great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I paid a bit more for them. Mm-hmm. It was I was just, uh, I was reading an article about uh, people downsizing and just the, the stress of having to, all the things you've got. Now, and some yeah. of them are large items. Mm-hmm. It could be pieces of furniture, um, clothing, et cetera. But um, there's a service, and this was a GTA type of service, but w- where a woman, uh, women will come in and actually look through the closets, your closets, and take, and you're talking about buying mm-hmm. quality. Yeah. So if you've got, um, uh, you know, any of the designer clothes, mm-hmm. designer jackets, um, all of that stuff is actually valuable. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll buy that from you for a substantial price because they know it will resell. Mm, so a lot of times people just sort of, you know, take that stuff and donate yeah, it. Yeah. But uh, there is a lot of money. But the point being that if you've bought value, it tends to hold its value. There's something yeah. left at the end of the day. Stuff in safety You're not deposit just it boxes, <laughs> old jewelry, stuff like yeah. that. People yeah. forget about. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, number five. Reduce the amount of drinks you buy when you're out. Okay, if you're that's a, a killer. That's is a that tough the coffee one. thing again? It's by, no, no, this is not worse. coffee. This would it's be worse. Than worse than that. This <laughs> would be alcohol. Okay, well, I don't like this list. Some people actually take an alcohol-free January because they might have uh, kind of had a really right. good time in December, just to sure. see if they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, well, in this case here, the markups on drinks is, yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Like the bars just make a killing on drinks. Yeah. And, you know, you look at the price, obviously we all know what it costs if we made it at home. So, you know, you look back at my, my kids while they were growing up, they, they would pre-drink mm-hmm. before they went out, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then we would drive them to a bar or they'd take Uber yeah, or a cab, yeah. knowing that they would save that much more money. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and so, but anyway, you know, and this person suggested, you know, I got a two-drink minimum. Yeah. A maximum. Well, you go to a <laughs> Not minimum, sorry, <laughs> maximum. <laughs> Now I've got to change everything. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it's amazing. You go to a restaurant and you take the alcohol off the bill. Oh. How inexpensive oh the, the meal actually is. A glass is. of wine. Yeah. It you will know, double just a the simple, meal. Absolutely. Yeah. Simple yeah. glass of wine. You're yeah. suddenly paying you yeah. know, 10 or $13 for exactly. a glass of wine. Oh. Yeah. And, and the entree was $13. So yeah. 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 Uh, pay off credit cards. Now, if, if it's kind of gotten out of hand, you need to see a credit counselor. At 20% interest rates, you know, a $3,000 credit card payment that's just lingering on every month. Mm-hmm. That's $600 a year, mm-hmm. $50 a month of interest yeah. after tax. Mm-hmm. So make this a priority. Do not, like when, when I, the way I look at it, if you're going on a vacation and you've got a $3,000 credit card bill, you're basically borrowing for that vacation yeah. because you could have paid off that credit card. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You might have to have one vacation year, uh, free year yeah. to do it or whatever. You might have to, again take uh, you know walk to work buy less coffee drink less whatever it might be mm-hmm. 
put the credit card uh, number one priority. Yeah. Okay. And on that note, never use the payday loan places. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. And yeah. they make credit cards um, look for beginners. Yeah. Okay. The interest rate they <laughs> charge. <laughs> okay. That's, you know, you, you, you graduate from credit cards to payday loans, really. Yeah. Um, try uh, taking a month off from takeout food. Yeah. You know, make your lunches for one month. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I say, an alcohol-free month. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're a drinker. But maybe take a free month of, uh, and you'll see Brown how much you'll save. It. Brown bag yeah. it for months. It's true. You know, my, my daughter started a new job just as a, a new graduate and doesn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, every Sunday, she buys bulk uh, food and she makes yeah. her meals for the five days that's for lunches. Planning. And, yeah, and that's freezes great. them and all set. Yeah. yeah wow. Sure. That's and, great. And you can also look at uh, the express lane, the toll lanes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Say, okay, I'm going to leave to go to work early. I'm not going to use. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. That adds up. Sorry, the 407. That's yes. the one. That's yeah. one. Yeah. You know, and that adds up. That's extremely, ex- yeah. very costly. Um, you know, try to take a, try looking at using a, a reusable water bottle. You know, a lot of people yeah, will drink. instead of buying water. Instead of buying yeah, water. That's a good point. It's, it, you know. Keep it out of the landfill, too. Uh, that's very good. And mm-hmm. uh, if you think there was markup on alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and apparently our Hamilton water is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I, I believe they will not even allow city employees to use um, the bottled water. Yeah. Okay. So if they're caught with it, yeah. it's a slap on the wrist. <laughs> so it's, it's a, apparently our water is quite good, mm-hmm. but we've been kind of... I think people are starting to see the see this yeah, too that yeah, our water so is too. pretty good. Yeah. We don't have to buy bottled water. No. Okay. No. Uh, well, and most bottled water is just out of a garden hose anyway. So let's be honest. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, and uh, develop an organizational system for your finances. Okay. There's and, and stick to it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of them out there. You, know, you may look at something for your phone. There's a lot of the little um, apps that you can mm-hmm. say. Well, but whatever it is. Use it. Yeah. Well, Quicken, I know, is one that Andy and I have used uh, a lot over the years, and it's a great way to see where your money's going. And the nice thing is if you can see it, you, you know where your weaknesses are. Because mm-hmm. I think what, what happens is 90% of us do everything out of habit. Yeah. So we create a habit. Let's say it is stopping at Tim Hortons mm-hmm. every day on the way in. Yeah. Well, we have to make that small change. And there's so many other habits that we just do. You know, we grab the toothpaste, you know, we brush our teeth before we shower, whatever it might be. These are all habits. We don't even have to think about it. And, and again, what we need to do, this is a great time of year to do it, New Year's, is to make that change. Mm-hmm. Shine a light on your spending. And at least, well, it gives you, now you're in control because you can decide where do I want to cut back. Yeah. Or, or you're often, people are surprised at how much they're actually spending in a certain category. Yeah, that's Absolutely. True. And yeah. I know, uh, you know, you've, you've gone through this, Andy. I do. And every I, just, year. I, I, I always, well, annually look at where the spending is going and, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a few areas of weakness. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> and my Tim Hortons is definitely one area. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. won't be on my New Year's resolution. That won't be on your number. It's <laughs> my number one, though. Andy. I know. <laughs> I was cringing. Yes. It's priorities. That's all. That's all. Uh, number 10 is take care of your health. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Make that investment in your health. And that just means getting your, your ch- a checkup. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, let's say it was uh, eyes. You're going to need glasses or teeth. You know, that, that feeling that should have been done, yeah. you could have maybe just got it done. It would have cost hardly anything. Mm-hmm. And if you're with a plan, normally they're covered. But because you let it go too long, yeah. now it's become an $800 bill mm-hmm. because you put it off. So you save money on not going to the dentist, yeah. but you end up paying a lot more later. Yeah, good point. And, and so preventative maintenance, the same thing would go with your cars. Mm-hmm. Spend that extra money in oil changes and, and, and make sure your car is kept up to date. 
And therefore, when the time comes, you're not spending, wow, I need a whole engine job yeah. or whatever it might be mm-hmm. because of you just trying to eke through and not spend money on that. So, and, and finally, look at your overall picture. This should be a number one. I should put this in the reverse order. Your number one plan, plan is to get a plan. Mm-hmm. Take a look and make sure you got a, you've seen a financial planner. Um, talk to your financial planner and say, okay, what should I be doing this year? Am I doing everything? Am I on track? Um, what do I need to do differently in mm-hmm. order to achieve my financial goals? And if you out of all those lists, I would put that one number one. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. Call now. Leave a message. They'll return your call at 905-529-7165. And take a look at the website at andyanddon.com. That's andyanddon.com. We're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. Take a peek at the website at andyanddon.com. Also... You can call now and leave a message. They'll return your call at 905-529-7165. Going electric in the new year. Go electric. Mm-hmm. and uh, Or should you go electric? Yeah. Mm. I guess that's the question. Good question. And, uh, you know, I've, I've never really talked about this, but I was sort of a, I don't know why, maybe at the time I was an early adopter to the whole electric car yeah. thing back in 2011. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I bought a Chevy Volt and, and, and it's been a great car ever since mm-hmm. and, and very economical. So I'm certainly mm-hmm. on board from the economic perspective. Right. And as a financial planner, I think that was certainly a driving force in terms of my decision process. Now, of course, there's the environmental side of it yeah. and, and a lot of other f- issues around or benefits around it. We'll talk a little bit about that. Hybrid too. or fully electric? Well, that's see, there's sort of three categories. Mm-hmm. The th- and that's that's a good question. So when you think about the three categories, there's there's the, the first one is the, the battery electric vehicle. So it's always run by battery only. Mm-hmm. There's no other um, source of, of energy. There's the plug-in hybrid electric vehicles, uh, which typically, and the hybrid vehicles. Mm-hmm. So those would typically have some electricity uh, or, or the bulk of electricity, but also use gas. Right. And then there's mm-hmm. also the third type, which is fuel cell electric vehicles, mm-hmm. which use, um, they create energy from using hydrogen and oxygen and water vapor is the only waste product from mm. that. So those are the sort of three general categories. And, 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 and I guess in thinking about should I go electric, I, I guess the question is, is it worth it over time? Yeah. And um, and I'm sort of jumping on this now because I'm, I'm fearful that if we see a change of government in Ontario, mm-hmm. I think that some of the subsidies are going to disappear or at least be, be yeah. maybe rolled back a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting projections are that the percentage of new cars sold globally that will be electric by the year 2040 is estimated to be 35%. Mm-hmm. 35% of cars sold globally by 2040 Partial, uh, will at be least electric. partially electric or partially fully. electric yeah, or right. fully electric. Right. Exactly. And, um, so most people end up, wh- whichever type of car they pick that has that electric, 95% of people are charging at home still. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is typically, like in, in, in Canada right now, there's about 4,500 charging stations. And so this would be over and above your, at your home charging right. station as well. And so when it comes to charging, uh, how long does that take? So just some scenarios, the Nissan Leaf mm-hmm. takes about 22 hours to charge and that is at the regular your 110 volt right, with a regular regular system. plug yeah. okay if you've got a 240 volt so mm-hmm. this is like your dryer plug mm-hmm. uh it's going to be eight hours and you compare that to the tesla 
with a, a supercharge at the supercharging station. I think there's about 50 of those now across mm-hmm. Ontario, across Canada, but most of them are here in Ontario too. But it's about 75 minutes, mm-hmm. so down to 75 minutes to get yourself a charge. So the charging stations are building out that infrastructure. If you think about how many gas stations there are yeah. in the country compared to charging stations, it's it's coming though, and you can see them at the on the 401 in particular at all of the um, uh, the service center yeah, of the food rest stops, the yeah. rest stops. Mm-hmm. They're now building out all the electric charging uh, capacity there as well. So you charged your car up overnight. Um, how far can you go? Right? That's a good mm-hmm. question. And there's a lot of anxiety. They call it, um, you know, um, range anxiety yeah. over how long can I go if I ran out of electricity. With the Nissan Leaf, it's about 135 kilometers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got a, maybe about a 50 kilometer trip each way, leave a bit of reserve, maybe 60 at the most. So you have to think about that more as a, yeah. as a local uh, vehicle or commuter car. Yeah. Um, the new vehicle, the Chevy Bolt, that's uh, Bolt with a B like Bob, It'll do 383 kilometers. So now you're in range of getting to Muskoka, mm-hmm. your cottage without any problem, and uh, with the opportunity to chart recharge along the way, perhaps, or at your destination. Right. So that gives you a lot more room. Um, the Hyundai Tucson, which is a fuel cell technology, and these are actually only available in Vancouver area right now, but... Um, they uh, have about 400 kilometer range. And then we get into the big ones, the Tesla, the the P100D gives you 580 kilometers of range Hmm. on a full charge. And uh, so, you know, today uh, in the world, we've got about 20, or sorry, in Canada, we have about 20 million vehicles are on the road today. And and really about 150,000 of those are electric cars that have been purchased since early 2000s that that exist. Uh, The estimate is we'll probably have about 500,000 by the year 2020 because it is is accelerating. There's no doubt about it. So what's the cost of going electric? And um, so just some price ranges. If you think about a new car, a Nissan Leaf is about 32 grand. The Chevy Bolt with a B, Bolt, $42,000. The Hyundai Tucson, this is the fuel cell technology, only available by lease only in the Vancouver area, 3600 bucks down, a $600 monthly lease for 30 months. You're all in cost, about 21600 for that vehicle over the course of the lease. The uh, Tesla, the big, the big daddy of them, the Tesla P100D is $134,500. So we got to make the mathematical sense out of this. And, you know, from a financial planning perspective, where is there, is there a sweet spot? Does it make sense? And so a simple one is comparing the Ford Focus. So we have the Ford Focus gas powered and we have the Ford Focus electric. So the Ford Focus gas powered is $25,875. The same vehicle in electric is $38,136. So we got a difference of about 12,261 bucks. But the Ontario government, this is where I was getting into the rebates, the Ontario government is giving you $10,000 back on that vehicle. Mm-hmm. So the gap between the electric vehicle and the gas-powered vehicle is only $2,200. Hmm. Uh, now, this is where, you know, again, if you're sort of on the fence about electric, <clears throat> I'm thinking it's sooner is better than later in terms of the subsidies. Um, and uh, in addition to that, the Ontario government will also give you about $1,000 towards a home installation yeah, of your the, charging unit. the unit, yeah. yeah. 
<clears throat> so towards the um, the cost for electrician and and buying the actual mm-hmm. charging unit itself. And um, so twenty two hundred bucks. So what does it cost? What are what are the actual potential savings? And uh, if you if you look at um, uh, the cost about um, it's about three hundred bucks a year to run an electric vehicle if you're doing twenty thousand kilometers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that seems to be about a range. I, in my experience, it's it's been a little bit higher than that. I would say it's more about five hundred bucks a year in terms of my electricity cost. Mm-hmm. And but I'm running about twenty three twenty three thousand kilometers a year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you compare that to the Ford Focus uh, that's using uh, gas, it's about twelve hundred bucks, twelve to fifteen hundred bucks a year in terms of fuel. Mm-hmm. Maintenance is something that's a little bit different on each of them too, because um, on the on the electric car you don't have you don't have any moving parts. Yeah, yeah. Like the, there's no transmission, there's mm-hmm. no cylinders, there's no like the maintenance is far lower. Really the only thing that I've had to change is uh, tires right. and brakes. Um, and brakes. Yeah. So you all, I'm, I'm constantly doing brake work and tire work and, yeah. uh, or updating the tires. Other that's than that, it as far as regular That's pretty much it. Yeah. Right. So uh, on the Ford Focus then, if you're saving about a thousand bucks a year, and I think I'm being conservative there, it really only takes about two and a half years before mm-hmm. you've broken even. Right. Maybe three and a half years depending on uh, on, on the, how much gas you're using or how much uh, electricity you're you're using. But, um, you know, it, it's, I think it's pretty powerful without a subsidy, yeah. right? Without a subsidy, yeah. it would take about eight to 10 years yeah. to break even. Mm-hmm. So, um, so one of two things are going to happen if the subsidies sort of fade away or decline, I think you're going to begin to see some downward pressure on the prices because I'm wonder. I'm, I'm curious in the back of my mind, I'm a bit skeptical, are, are the manufacturers keeping the price beefing up, because, up the price knowing know that there's these discounts? Interesting. You're right. There are different, the subsidies are different. Like in BC, it's only five grand, Quebec mm. eight. So Ontario is very generous right now. Yeah. Um, so overall, uh, you know, it, it, I think it's, uh, I think it's a good investment. Um, I've had, uh, numbers of clients and numbers of colleagues that have gone ahead and bought electric mm-hmm. vehicles and, uh, you know, they've asked me lots of questions, but I think it's, um, uh, the, the ongoing costs as you, once you've paid for and you own the vehicle, the actual cost of ownership is so low. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as my wife says, I just love never having to, I just drive by the gas station yeah, <laughs> yeah. and never have to go to the gas station to, to fill it And up. yours is how old now? <clears throat> It's uh, six years old. Right. Yeah. Um, my big question would be, because I know somebody who has jumped on board this, but they decided to lease theirs. Okay. And th- their thinking was, because the technology is changing so quickly, and, and, and what you buy one year is different from another year, that they thought that the depreciation would be quite significant. Great question. Yeah. Because just, you know, one compare, like if you buy a new one now compared to the one you have, yeah. is there much difference, right? Yeah. So, so what is the, what, what's the resale value? Of well, it? so I, I bought uh, the Chevy Volt in, in 2011, and it was a 2012 model. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and at the time, I leased it. Yeah. And for the exact same reasons that you're saying, yeah, yeah. I thought this is brand mm-hmm. new. Like yeah. I think I was, the, know. I was the fifth one in Ontario, like mm-hmm. to buy one of these things. So who knows how long they're going to last? Mm-hmm. The technology's changing. Um, but they really so didn't change too much. From it didn't that, change in that. your case. That's right. Mm-hmm. So the the lease ended, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed the car so much, I bought it out. Yeah. So now I owned it. Yeah. yeah. And um, and then from that point forward, you know, I was thinking. I mean, certainly the uh, the the 
capacity to charge, the amount of range that you get on these cars has increased. Yeah. Now the battery itself is is less efficient than it was than when it was brand was new. So um, on that vehicle, because um, it it runs always under electricity, but it could be, but there's a little gas generator, mm-hmm. and that little gas generator kicks on as mm-hmm. soon as the battery gets low yeah. and charges the batteries back up. Right. So that's when you use gas. Mm-hmm. So I'm using more gas than I was in the past. Right. There's no doubt about that. Um, but um, but still, you're but ahead. it's still but I'm yeah. still ahead. It it yeah. still costs very little. To, to now, when something basis. does break mm-hmm. down, because the vehicle is six years old now, mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're doing the auto show. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, but it is a financial decision. The yeah, second absolutely. biggest purchase people make is yeah. cars. No, it makes and total sense. And looking at you know gas versus electric or diesel, it used to be, where's the break-even point? Because you're yeah. paying more for the more efficient cars. Right. And so you got to look, is it really, you know, are you, you're, you're look like, oh, I'm going to save all this money. Well, if you only put in 10,000 kilometers a year, you may not save any money. Mm-hmm. It'll be very right, expensive. You know, right. it's, it's not a financial decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be an environmental decision, yeah. but not a financial yeah, one. Yeah. And that's a whole other side of it too. So mm-hmm. I'm, we're just looking at what is the, what makes most sense financially. Right. Absolutely. So when something <clears throat> does go on this car, do you have any idea what goes? What will, yeah, like, so, do you have to replace that battery eventually? Or? Uh, I mean, that's an option yeah. that I've, that I've haven't uh, explored yet, mm-hmm. but there is that thought, well, you know what, if, if it gets to the point where, so I was going to say it, it, it used to give me about 75 kilometers on mm-hmm. a charge mm-hmm. without that little gas engine having to kick in. So now, um, after six years of usage, it's down to about 40 kilometers mm-hmm. on a charge. Mm-hmm. And then winter, it's less because yeah. the cold sucks cold, out yeah. additional uh, yeah. energy out of it. Uh, and the summer's the best. But um, there have been there have been issues going gone wrong, some basic issues, things like um, uh, where it plugs in mm-hmm. that charger. Uh, it, it's it basically lost its ability to read the charge, and so it was simply a reset. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like rebooting your computer. Right. Did you turn it off and start it and start it again? That's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. One hundred and thirty-five bucks later. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so there, there, you know. So really, the costs haven't been a lot. So the, the car's been pretty reliable. Um, it's just been the the tires and mm-hmm. and. And rig. I, I have to, I change the oil once a year. You know how there's a gauge that tells yeah. you how much life is left in your oil? Right. Like you're at 90%, you're right. at 50%. And that's because it's got a combustion. And this is because yeah. it has a little generator yeah. in it, a little gas generator. Um, like I'll go a year and it'll, ha- it'll still be at 80%. Right. So I'll, st- I'll just change it because yeah. it's been sitting in there for a year. It just doesn't right. come on that often. Yeah. So, um, you know, out of 130,000 kilometers I've done, about 100,000 of that has been done <laughs> under electricity and about 30,000 have been done using that little gas generator. Mm. And it works that out. Yeah, it tells you exactly. Mm. You get a monthly report. It tells you exactly how much uh, fuel you used and how much electricity you used. What about warranty? And so the warranty on the battery runs for eight years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the warranty on the car is like every other car right. in terms of the, the day-to-day right. operations mm-hmm. of things like mm-hmm. electric windows, et cetera, um, like four years. And mm-hmm. um or, or 80,000 kilometers, I think it is. Right. So so that part's gone fast. Oh, so you're asking about the um, uh, the resale value. Yeah. So I'm looking, it just so happens, I was looking online to see what uh, Auto Trader would sell that car for, and they're about 15 grand mm-hmm. still after uh, six years with 130,000 kilometers. Wow, there you go. So it's, yeah. it's holding up, you know, mm-hmm. it's not too bad. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And again, a lot of our, t- our conversations with clients, cars are on, the, on that on that yeah. topic all yeah. the time mm-hmm. yeah. because we put right in our financial plan how often you replace your car. Yeah. And some are, you know, do it a lot more often, some lease, some buy every time. Um, we often get the question, lease versus buy. And yeah. again, um, 
depending on your situation, which is the better one of the two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's a very it's a part of your lifestyle. As long yeah, as it's a huge expense, it's a massive mm-hmm. expense. Yeah. And what's the best way? Now it's not always about efficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, power mm-hmm. handling. You know, there's all color, color. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things. Uh, and we can Leather rationalize. <laughs> we can rationalize it all all day long. But at the end of the day, we all want the Tesla going to zero to sixty yeah, in two seconds, right? Yeah. For the guys. Oh, cool. I forgot to mention too. You get to drive in the HOV lane by yourself because yeah. you have a green license plate. That is a bonus. <laughs> Yeah. As long as you I go, get a lot of bad stairs. As long as you that. go over the hundred kilometers an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, yeah, it's not for everybody. <laughs> it's not for people with more than uh, one person in their car. It's for people that want to go faster than the rest. Oh, of them. is that? I, see, I have that, I have that I'm trying to drive efficiently as possible. Yeah, the speed no. limit's a hundred. Yeah, no, no wonder. Yeah, no, yeah, take that to the yeah, right yeah, hand. Yeah, 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 and that's okay. why. That's why you're getting people honking behind you, Andy. It's not because you're. They think, wow, that's a hot car you're driving. It is confusing because I figure. What, 110? Like, what is the limit in that lane anyway, mm-hmm. the HOV mm-hmm. lane? Yeah. <laughs> it's the supersonic well, as, lane, apparently. As long as you got your right signal on, Andy, you're okay. okay. Just, just keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. You can call now. Leave a message. They will return your call. 905-529-7165. And if you've missed a show, don't fret. You can go back and listen to old archive shows. Just visit the website at andyanddon.com. That's andyanddon.com as well. You can ask a question there via the listener inquiry button. Going to take a quick break here. We're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. Take a peek at the website, andyanddon.com. That's all one word, andyanddon.com. You can listen to old shows there and ask questions as well via the listener inquiry button. Or you can call 905-529-7165. And, of course, they will return your call. Uh, should we cash in the RSPs? Well, it's kind of interesting. It's We're, we're getting to that RSP yeah. time of the year right yep. now. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about let's, how do we get rid of these things? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and it's interesting we build up this nest egg of RSPs, but at the end of the day, I know it's registered retirement savings plan. That's what it stands for, as we yeah. all know. But at the end of the day, it's it's a tax deferral plan. Yeah. Yeah. We are deferring tax to pay tax at another time. Mm-hmm. And really, it comes back to tax bracket management. Mm-hmm. And when when you're making over $220,000 and you're paying 53.5% tax, mm-hmm. we want to avoid that like the plague. And it's working. People are listening to the financial planners right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the I know the Liberal government came out saying they're going to get all this extra tax because of taxing the wealthy. Mm-hmm. It turns out they're getting less yeah. because of that glass ceiling of 50%. People are actually getting advice. Mm-hmm. They'd rather pay their accountant yeah. the extra money than sure. pay the government, yeah. which I can't blame them. It's a psychological thing if you're oh. paying more than half of what you make. I mean, Absolutely. I think that weighs on people. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's always been proven that way. You go to other mm-hmm. countries, it's worked that way. for um, people, Human nature is human nature. That mm-hmm. will never change. So I, I came across something late, uh, a couple, and they're clients of mine for quite some time now, and they're in their 80s. Mm-hmm. And they, so they got their money in RIFs. So your RSP goes into a rich retirement um, income fund. Mm-hmm. So the same as an RSP, but you have to take a, an income from it. And, and they're sitting there with about 150000 each in RIFs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mr. Smith, call it for argument's sake, was making 80000 a year, mm-hmm. and Mrs. Smith was making thirty-five. So what the accountant would do every year, automatically in the tax program, would move about 5000 from his income. Because of that 80000 40000 was a combination of RIF income 
in pension income. Mm -hmm. And you can move up to half of that to her in order to actually to uh, help with the old age security clawback. Right. Because once you make over that 75,000 in 2017, you would start losing some of your old age security. So automatically the tax program would say, no, we should move 5,000 and it did. And it brought her income to 40,000, which was the tip of the 20% tax bracket. Mm -hmm. Anything above that, you basically jump into the next one, which is approximately 30%. So I was looking at it and I'm thinking, oh, if they're in their 80s, why are we trying to save this money, mm -hmm. okay? There's a lot of risk by having this money sitting there. And if they both died tomorrow, mm -hmm. um, well, basically one would die and then the, the second would pass on, there would be $300,000 added to their estate. Yeah. And 80,000 of that would be taxed at 53.5%. Mm -hmm. Now, I can tell you right now, they did not like the thoughts of paying 52.5%. They no. would far rather have more money for their kids, yeah. okay, which are adult kids at this stage of the game. <clears throat> the other side is, if one were to die, then the, the remaining spouse, the surviving spouse, now has all the RSPs, some of the pension plan, or all the pension plan, depending on who died, and the remaining spouse would make at least $90,000, mm -hmm. in which case they would lose about $2,250 a year in old age security. Mm -hmm. Okay, So what I suggested in this case was let's cash in, literally cash in $17,500 each out of their RSPs, or RIF rather, cash in. So it turned out you're, you're cashing in $35,000 a year. So by doing that, that would raise her income in this case, to about that $75,000 area. Mm -hmm. And it also allowed Mr. Smith mm -hmm. to make 75,000. Right. Both ended up with uh, their full OAS mm -hmm. for 2018. And the neat thing is, is by doing this, and again, nobody knows how long anybody's gonna live. A lot of people are living well into their 90s now. But in five years, their risks would be down to about 168,000. So their 300 is now down to 168. That's what we want. We mm -hmm. want to get rid of the RIF money. We can take that money and we can move that money into um, other investments that produce capital gains. And, and therefore, we have more control when they'll be taxed. Mm -hmm. Now, in 10 years, at a 4% rate of return, they will have no more funds in RIFs. So here they would be in their early 90s if they lived that long. And they would their estate would have no big lump sum of tax to pay right. from the risks. Right. Now, we would then, so again, avoiding that 53.5% tax altogether, getting their full old age security all the way through to the day they died. And the best case is the, they're only paying 30% tax now. Mm -hmm. When they were working, they were saving at generally about a 40% tax bracket. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what we're trying to do here, folks. Yeah. We want to save at 40%. Mm. We want to pay at 30 or less. Yeah. And so many accountants are, are, are constantly looking at the three Ds, divide, defer, and deduct. Mm -hmm. And they always have this thing about, well, just defer the tax, defer the tax. Well, people don't live forever, okay? Yeah, yeah. And one thing is, by, if, you do, if you follow that deferring the tax, you're actually deferring this big lump sum of money that you saved in the RSPs to a 53.5% tax bracket. Yeah. So why not move that money put it in something that earns capital gains, and therefore you can elect to trigger that when you want. And even if you never triggered it, because at this time, these people did not need the funds. Yeah. Okay, that's why they could defer it anyway, because mm -hmm. they didn't need the funds, so we can defer it as long as we want. But in this case here, we can put it in something that earns capital gains. If they want an income from it, 
I know Andy and I have talked about T series, mm-hmm. and basically it's a return of return of capital. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you don't pay tax on any of your return of capital. But the nice thing is, from your estate and your kids' standpoint, if when if and when you oh, of course we all pass away, and death and taxes are yeah. you all get them. Mm-hmm. But our job is save. Save on the tax, okay? We can't, t- can't do much about the death, but in the worst case scenario, you're only gonna pay 27% tax on a capital gain versus 53.5% tax on a RIF. Hmm. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. Call now and leave a message. They'll return your call at 905-529-7165 and check out the website at andyanddon.com. We're coming right back. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox are here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. Check out the website, andyanddon.com. As well, you can also call now, leave a message. They will return your call at 905-529-7165. TFSA talk to finish off. Yeah, time to revisit the TFSA. And uh, so for 2018, the contribution limit remained Mm -hmm. the same as 2017, so $5,500. But this is really becoming more of a powerful retirement tool. There's no doubt about it. We're starting to see larger, and it won't be long before we see, you know, on on a regular basis, seeing six-figure amounts in tax-free savings accounts. Mm. So if you have been maximizing all the way along, your total contributions, and this started in 2009. It mm-hmm. started back at five grand in 2009. There was one year when it went up to 10 grand and then uh, back to five and then 5,500 is sort of when we were sitting. So $57,500, 57,500 is the total amount that you could have contributed mm-hmm. to your TFSA and then plus growth right. over the years. And since 2009, you know, we're now in a situation where we're seeing clients with over $100,000 Mm-hmm. in their TFSAs, including growth. So we, there's probably five main questions when we, that we get asked about TFSAs. And the first one is, is the TFSA becoming more of a long-term savings tool? And um, and I know we've talked about this a lo- uh, before, but if initially when it started off, people just thought of it as a short-term savings. I'm going to put my five grand in there, park it, and then if we're going to go on a trip or we're going to buy a car, we'll mm-hmm. use it. So it was just for short-term. And the concept was it was in a savings account. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times, especially in the early years, we had to re-educate people about and clients about the fact that it's not just a savings account investment. Mm-hmm. In other words, earning 1% or 2%. It can be any type of investment that you're currently using in your RRSPs or RIFs can go into mm-hmm. the TFSA plan. So it's definitely um, it's definitely growing by that perspective. You think about a $5,000 investment in 2009, if you earned 5%, you made 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. But now with 57000 in there, you're making $2,850 mm. at 5%, and that's all tax-free. Question two, what's the one mistake people make with their TFSAs? And I'm going to say there's two, but number one is usually around withdrawals. So the confusion around I'm taking money out, I'm putting money in, and I find that the CRA website is really poor. Well, I'm not going to necessarily blame CRA 100% because it's also the responsibility of your financial institution to properly record 
and provide that information to right. CRA so that their database can be accurate and mm. up to date. So we'll often find that sometimes it's six months, 12 mm -hmm. months behind, they're not adding in that information. Right. And so people might have a false impression about how much room they have. So you've got to be very diligent yourself or your advisor, your financial planner is going to be good at keeping track of it. And sometimes that makes it simpler if you have it all in one place. Mm -hmm. Because if you have multiple places all over the different plans, you can run into yeah. a situation where you've over contributed. The second, again, would be, you know, sort of being that too conservative in terms of the investment approach. Mm -hmm. You know, you've kept it in a one or 2% kind of savings vehicle where you could have been earning five or 6% in a balanced mutual fund right. or a growth type mutual fund. Question three, should the RRSP still be the first place to invest for high net worth individuals? Well, if you're a high net worth individual or high income earner, if you make over $144,000, uh, you can contribute the maximum to an RRSP. This year, it's um, in 2017, it was $26,010. So basically 18% of your income mm -hmm. can go in. And, uh, and I like the double dip approach where we look at using that. If you're in a high income earner, you use the, the RSP contribution and then take the tax refund to top up your TFSA, right. all right? So mm -hmm. it's sort of the double dip. Uh, but if you're a young person and your income isn't that high, I think the, the TFSA makes sense first because you can always use that money later to make an RSP contribution right. when you're in a high income year. Question number four, what's a good way for higher net worth individuals to use their TFSAs today? And again, if you've maximized your RSP, you know, that TFSA for somebody who's over 71 is a great tool too, because mm -hmm. you've, um, you don't need the money from your RIFs perhaps. You can top up your TFSA every year. And, uh, and if you need to get a, access to a lump sum, you can take it out obviously and it's tax free. And, and again, another key f feature is it will roll over to your beneficiary, either your spouse or to your named beneficiaries tax free and without any probate tax as well. Mm -hmm. And finally, uh, can you contribute? Can you use investments inside your TFSA that are similar to the ones in your RRSP? And of course, yes. The mm -hmm. answer is yes. So, and this is probably again, as I said, one of the key things that I think people make a mistake on is making sure that you've got the right asset allocation model for your TFSA. And you, if you're thinking long term, you can be more aggressive. If the money's earmarked for something, a major purchase in the short term, you need to have a proper asset allocation to address that. But there's opportunity missed if you're not being more aggressive on your long-term TFSA. Mm -hmm. All right. Sure. And, you know, and the, the, <laughs> the, final, the final thing about TFSAs, too, is um, the, the amount of recording, or sorry, the amount of um, money that's going into these things each year has been going up and up and up. And clients are, I think anxious that this time of year we're yeah. getting phone calls, right? Can I make my TFSA? Yes. Can I get it done? And I think it's important to try and get it done as early on in the year as you can. And the nice thing is this isn't just for, you know, where RSPs are more for the accumulator. Mm -hmm. I find TFSAs are for the accumulator, but also for the retirees. Yeah. And this is where they are putting a lot of their money to sock it away for, you know, a tax freeze for a car or even for their estate so their kids get their money tax free. So there literally is no downside to a TFSA. We are planning your financial future. I'm Scott Thompson. Andy Lister and Don Fox have been here from Investors Group Financial Services, Inc. 
You can call now, leave a message. They will return your call at 905-529-7165. That's 905-529-7165. And check out the website at andyanddon.com. That's andyanddon, all one word, dot com. You can listen to old archive shows there as well. Ask a question via the listener inquiry button. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you very much, Scott.